0: everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Gluck, and it's a social spotlight edition of the podcast today. Very pleased to be joined by Lynn Sudick. Now, you may not know that name, but you probably know the At Monster Mile Twitter account or Facebook account or all these accounts on social media. Lynn is the person behind that, and I just thought it'd be interesting to find out what all goes into a track's planning and all that kind of stuff during a race weekend itself. So um, in the future, I may do a track uh, talking about what they do on their social media use in general, you know, during the season when it's not a race weekend, but I wanted to specifically focus this one on the race weekend. And um, so I hope you'll find that interesting. Uh, After this, uh, I'll give you a little bit of an update on, where I am and uh, what's going on with our move and all that stuff. Uh, but first, here is the social spotlight with Lynn Sudik. All right, everybody, we're back on the social spotlight, and I'm here with Lynn Sudik, who is the social media coordinator for um, Dover International Speedway. And so basically, when you see something tweeted from the Monster Mile account, that is you. Am I correct? Yes.
1: Yes, that's absolutely correct.
0: So Lynn, what exactly does your job entail? Like, what are you in charge of as far as like, do do you have help tweeting and posting on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff? Is it all you? Like, how does it work?
1: Yeah. So it's a little bit different on race weekend versus the rest of the year. So I work for the Speedway full time. uh, And my primary responsibility is to handle our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Periscope. Snapchat, Reddit, uh, we're on all those channels. Um, and then on race weekend, I do have a little bit of extra help that comes in to capture content and post photos and other things like that. So, so this weekend I actually have, uh, three people helping me, uh, with all of my social media needs.
0: So it's interesting because obviously, um, you know, your job for most weeks out of the year is far different than, two weekends out of the year, um, which get super intense and busy and crazy. And and there's, I'm sure a lot of pressure. Um, Just first of all, how do you manage um, the plan going into a weekend? I mean, how far out are you saying, okay, and then we'll post this at this time. And then we'll put this on this platform. Like how, how does that all go?
1: I uh, use a social media management platform called Hootsuite so I schedule a lot of my posts ahead of time and what we like to do since we don't control the on track product too much we like to post about what it is that we do control i.e. stuff that happens in the fan zone and our Monster Mile Youth Nation area for kids so I will go in and look at our race weekend activities schedule all of the driver appearances that we have happening outside of the track. Uh, for example, this weekend, um, we have uh, Martin Truex Jr. And, and Ryan Truex in the SeaWatch International display. We have the International Drone Racing Association here. So I will go in and uh, find out when those events are happening. And I will schedule a few posts to go out uh, on, on various platforms to promote them and, and get people to, to go out and make sure that everybody's aware of what's happening.
0: So what's the balance then of running around on race weekend, getting content, photos, things like that, seeing what's going on. Then you have, um, the scheduled posts that go out. So some stuff you can, you don't have to be sitting in front of your laptop or whatever to be doing or your phone. It's just going out. And then you also have tons and tons of, of fan requests and complaints and whatever coming in that you're having to manage. So how, what's the balance of all that? What gets priority, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge to strike that balance. So uh, since I am the most knowledgeable about our racetrack, because I work here full time, I try to remain stationary in the media center for a good portion of the weekend so that I can do those monitoring and, and scheduling posts to make sure that we're covering everything. And then that's where my extra help comes in. And uh a friend of mine, his name is Zach. He's been helping me for a few years now, and he's actually been a race fan. Uh, That's kind of how we got to know each other. So he's a a big help in capturing some content uh, on the outside uh, that, uh,
0: you know, I can't get to because I'm in the media center. So then, you know, when when it comes to people who are um, tweeting all sorts of stuff, like they might say, oh, you know, I don't, I'm just making up stuff. I don't know what the complaints are like, but Um, The parking in this situation here, you know, they didn't take my parking pass or uh, somebody's tweeting you and saying the porta here is overflowing or I don't know anything that could come up. So then you get those uh, tweets or replies or whatever. What's your next step? Like, do you pass them along to people? I mean, do you just deal with what you can? How does that work?
1: Any question that I know the answer to, I will obviously address right there on the spot. Uh, If it's a complaint or if it's a question that I don't know the answer to, I will send that to uh, the appropriate person on our staff and try and get that answer for that particular fan. And I also try to let the fan know that you know we're working through an answer for you and and we're not just leaving you hanging.
0: So in general, are people... Are you getting a lot of positive tweets on race weekend like, hey, loving at Monster Mile. It's so great to be here. Or are you getting people who are just venting about like, oh, you know, traffic at Monster Mile. You stink kind of thing. Like what's is it more positive or negative?
1: We we get a combination of all of the above, and it also largely depends on the weather. So if we uh, have a nice weather forecast, there are fewer complaints um uh this past week for example tuesday and wednesday the forecast for the race on sunday wasn't looking that great uh so we were getting a lot of people asking us you know what's the contingency plan will the race be run on sunday will it be run will they move it up to saturday will it be run on monday what happens if monday gets rained out i'm like okay let's, let's just take it one day at a time. The forecast is going to change, you know, so, so it does largely depend on, on what the weather situation is.
0: So when it comes to a race weekend, is Twitter the one that you're really having to pay the most attention to? Like what happens to Facebook and Instagram on those weekends? I mean, I, I'm sure you have scheduled posts, but are you, you know, because Twitter is, is almost like, um, it's almost like babysitting at times because you're, there's a constant thing of coming in that need attention. Um, Whereas Instagram, it's not like people can like sort of at you and say, Hey, we need this. So like, do you obviously you still have to post on them, but how, how does that priority work?
1: Twitter uh is, can be a handful to keep track of on race weekends. I will leave my computer for, Maybe half an hour, and then when I go back, it will take me about two hours to go through all of the mentions that we have. and And it's not that they're all negative; it's not that they're all questions or comments or concerns. It's you know the the race teams are tagging us uh, in in their practice photos and in, in photos of the drivers and lap times and all of that stuff. So, it's it's sorting through what are tweets that I need to address and and what are tweets that people. Uh, are just posting about because they're here and and you know that's what we love to see too but it's just a lot uh, the volume of tweets that we get on any given race weekend is is huge like I said it takes me a while to, to sort through them all uh, and then Facebook people tend to spend a little more time complaining on Facebook just because they have more more room to work with. Uh, so a, a lot of people will will voice their concerns on our Facebook wall. And, and again, that's where I can address it in the moment if I can. Otherwise, I will pass it along to to whoever and get answers or address whatever concerns that people have.
0: How far out do you start planning your tweet up? For those of you who listen, um, probably a lot of you have been to tweet ups. Um, and I just on background for you guys, I can tell you that some tracks um, don't participate at all. Some will say, hey, what do you guys want to do? Blah, blah, blah. But Dover Lynn in particular, um, you obviously put some time and planning into them you um, come up with drivers a lot of times guests, guess and and figure out a spot and everything like that so obviously that takes some planning and coordination on your part how how much uh, advance do you start planning that
1: i guess it's probably about a month out it depends on the situation if we can get a guest there or not uh, most of the times if we have to make an ask for a guest no one is really concerned about our race until at at the very least two weeks out so uh, but I also have a hand in some other things on race weekends. Uh, our Monster Mile Youth Nation, we have a, a youth autograph session that NASCAR helps us to coordinate. So I, I am the, the Dover point of contact for that. So when it comes to scheduling the tweet up, I need to make sure that I don't have those times overlapping. So it also depends on my schedule and when I can make it work on race weekends.
0: I imagine there has to be a trust factor Um, with your coworkers, um, like Gary camp, who's the head of communications here and things like that, where you, you know, you may want to speak on something at some times or, or tweet. Um, but you know, obviously you can't totally speak for the entire track on some issues or some decisions and things like that. So do you ever have to go to your coworkers and say, Hey, am I allowed to say this? Or is, have you been here long enough now that there's a trust level, Sort of where it's like, oh, you know what you can say and what you can't.
1: When I started, uh, they were a little more involved. Uh, I think one of my my first days on the job, Gary talked about uh, an intern who had handled their social media at one point before I got there and and posted something about uh weather related that the weather wasn't looking that great and just made a point that you know we we never want to discourage people from coming to the track so so we always try and keep a a positive attitude on our social media accounts um but but yeah there there is a trust factor and and i've i feel like i've figured out you know what is appropriate to say and what's necessarily not going to go over well if it's posted publicly
0: so Lynn, what is your background? How would somebody who is listening to this and thinks, wow, that'd be a really cool job. Um, where do they even start? Like how, how did you get into it and what's a suggested path you might have for people that would like to make that uh, similar career move?
1: I have wanted to work in motorsports since I was about 14 years old. Uh, I was born in Indianapolis and kind of grew up around IndyCar racing. So I was excited when you went to the 500 last weekend. And uh, I went to college. My degree is uh, in communications. And uh, my first job out of college, I was working for a PR agency in New York City, not related to motorsports at all. Uh, But, you know, I still had that dream and I still kept after it. I actually uh, found this particular opening through an online job board called Teamwork Online. Uh, A lot of the tracks, uh, both independent and ISC, SMI, they'll post their openings on there as well as a lot of other um, professional sports leagues uh, will also post their job openings there. Um, I also got my master's degree in sports administration from Ohio University. I just graduated this spring. Um, But, you know, if if this is somebody's dream job to work in motorsports, I would say never give up. I... I had to work through a lot and it took me a solid five years of trying, applying for jobs, networking to actually land this particular job. So so don't ever give up on that dream if you want to work in motorsports.
0: I think that's great advice because what happens, I hear from a ton of people all the time, oh, you know, how do I get into it? Do you have any advice for me? And that's my Uh, top advice as well because I feel like a lot of people want to get into it then they realize it's really hard to break in just to get that initial foot in the door and I think a lot of people give up so half of it is just persevering enough and sacrificing enough and never letting that dream go in some ways to just keep after it Um, because eventually if you're truly passionate about I think some some door will open do you know what I'm saying
1: yeah, I, I would definitely echo those those sentiments. It's it's about never giving up. It's about persevering. And sometimes it's just about being in the right place at the right time. I had made a lot of effort to network and get to know people in the industry. But this particular job, I didn't know anybody at the company before I applied for this opening. And it just kind of happened that you know I applied at the right time and they called me in for an interview and, and then I ended up getting the job. So you know, it's definitely about who you know, but it can also be about what you know. So make sure that you you keep trying and you sharpen your skills to the best of your ability in order to make yourself a viable
0: candidate. Um, Is there anything else that you want people to know about what you guys do with the Monster Mile accounts or anything like that?
1: I feel like we talked a lot about people complaining, but I don't I don't want to give the idea that the only posts that we receive on race weekend are complaints because they're not. Um I just retweeted somebody who posted a picture in the fan zone and and i was like yeah i love it have a really great time we're so glad you're here so so it's it's a a balance of all of those negative and positive comments but if you're not already following us you really should be we're at monster mile on twitter and instagram and snapchat and then on facebook our page is dover international speedway
0: cool well thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me
0: All right, everybody, there you have it. And I appreciate Lynn taking the time during race weekend uh, away from her computer to do that. I also appreciate her planning the tweet up that we had with the Truex brothers. Um, That's something where the track gets involved. And uh, it's really helpful to me because I don't have to beg people for guests. And the track often can have more pull than I do um, to get good guests. So um, that makes a lot of difference. Uh, Just want to give you a little update on uh, the personal life here. Um, so right now I'm recording this in a hotel room in Charlotte, North Carolina. We had emptied out our apartment and slept on the floor of our apartment in preparation for our big move on Tuesday night. But uh, that was not very comfortable <laughs> uh, for Sarah and I. Um, that that was just not an ideal situation. So we decided to get a hotel for tonight, our last night in Charlotte. And we are going to be shipping out early Um, In the morning, Thursday morning. So uh, by the time you hear this, I should be on the road driving a big 16-foot rental truck packed to the brim with our stuff um, on the way to Portland, Oregon. Supposedly a 42-hour drive, and I'm going to first try to get possibly halfway to Denver tomorrow. Sarah is not coming with me. Uh, slight change of plans. She is going to drive my car to Indianapolis and uh, my father-in-law is going to sell it for me instead of me um, taking it to CarMax or something because it was sort of a rush job. We're reducing down to one car because we don't need two cars in the city of Portland. Um, It's very public transportation friendly, I guess, and it's just easier. So, She's going to drive it to Indy and then fly to Portland and meet me. So I am on my own for the drive. And uh, I hope that that goes smoothly and is not too boring. Um, But it just works out better that way. Hopefully I can find a lot of podcasts to listen to to keep me entertained during the journey. So the next podcast will be Sunday night after the Pocono race. However, I'm not exactly sure who I'm going to be doing that with or whether I'll be having to do a solo podcast. If all goes well, I should be arriving in Portland on Sunday night. I'm not sure if I'll have to listen to the race on the radio or if I'll be able to somehow watch it, but I'll still want to talk about it anyway. I may need people to send me questions if I have to do it by myself, and then I can just maybe answer questions about the race. So stay tuned on that for Twitter, um, and maybe you can help me with the podcast and we can talk that way. Then next week, it's a 12 questions with Michael McDowell, who's always been uh, very kind with his time over the years about doing that and come up with some good questions for for other people, plus a social spotlight with Brad Kozlowski, who uh, I've been wanting to get for the social spotlight all year. So that will be one week from today, next Thursday. Anyway, in the meantime, thanks as always for listening, and I hope to talk to you soon on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.